Again. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm Bay. I'm Jay. And this is the part I don't get. Yes, our first episode ever. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Where's clap, clap. where's the uh, the sound effects here? <laughs> Come on, sound guy. Uh, so. We wanted to make a podcast, and we couldn't really think of what it should be about, so we kind of thought that we would blend our two favorite topics together, me being the questioning learner, the inquisitive one, um, always talking about, like, you know, the things that I don't understand, and then Jay's I'm like the, I I like to observe and uh, just see what people do and how they think and you know I like the mental health piece of things yeah people do things I'm like I like to be the silent observer so like (laughs) basically our psych our psychology and the way that the brain works kind of idea of like combining day-to-day things with like a psych twist so we each have our own topic now should we give a little background about ourselves I don't think that's necessary People want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? I think that these things will naturally just unfold over time. Okay. Well, I would just like to say that we are both kind of weird as as children. Would you agree? I guess so. Hence the podcast. (laughs) And I think that's kind of why uh, we've been friends forever. And uh, that's kind of what also led us to to being interested in this subject. So, uh, which is weird. Things. things that don't make sense, <laughs> which could literally be almost anything. That's why we like to keep it broad. Yes, but we're going to try and keep this as a comedy podcast, which I feel kind of like narcissistic saying that we should have a, that our pot, our cast is a, is a comedy podcast. Why? Because it's kind of just like saying that we're oh, funny. I'm funny. <laughs> like, well, I'm, I'm such a funny person that I'm going to, you know, be... Well, I also, I think we're, you know, willing to make fun of ourselves and not take it too seriously because, you know, we're not going to be like, you know, having books all over the place and like researching for weeks and weeks and neither of us have, you know, have PhDs or anything like that and we're just too... Yet. 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 I'm never going back to school. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, I hate first episodes of podcasts. I think that they're, they always kind of go on and on and on so we'll try to keep this short and sweet and like get to the topic yeah so we each have different topics yes and i think you should go first so what is the thing <laughs> what is the thing that you don't the get thing this thing i week? don't get this week is um are you familiar bay with the <laughs> act of soligamy <laughs> oh my god, there's an actual term? Yes, no. um, it's in Wikipedia, so it's... Oh, is it really? It's real, yeah. Um, Please tell so me, this, what is polygamy? Okay, so this was brought to my attention by my mom's friend, who actually um, was did this act and um, got on TV for it. She had a video that went viral. Um, so polygamy is... Uh, and this is a this is research that I've done here. Uh, marriage by a person to oneself. Supporters supporters of the practice argue that it affirms one's own value and leads to a happier life. Um, 
So literally, it's you're marrying yourself. And um, you do this, like, in, like, a courthouse? So there's no legal bearing to it. So you can um, do it in it's your family literally, room. Yes, it's literally, like... People, single people, I'm assuming, got <laughs> sick so. of going to weddings and, you know, celebrating everyone else. And they're like, you know what? I don't have anyone. Fuck it. I love myself. I'm going to marry myself. <laughs> um, and it's this growing trend among, you know, people our age. Um, by our age, I mean millennials, we'll say. Yeah. I'd say we're, we're like... We're like the first millennials, right? Like, like we founded millennials. <laughs> but I feel like millennials should really be dissected I, into okay, two so apps. I'm, we're like we're like the the older. We're older yeah. millennials. Yeah, we're I mean, not like I feel like so. I'm year older. I'm thirty two. You're thirty one. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to think of myself as a millennial just because I remember a time, and you remember a time when we didn't have, have the computer, internet. Yeah. yeah, and that just seems a little silly. Like the highlight we know of the, the struggle. computer age was the multiplication <laughs> game that we got to play in the computer lab. I mean, we played school. we played Snake on our like old ass Nokia cell phones. We had to earn those fucking cell phones, by the way. <laughs> like we didn't just get them handed to us when we were five, like everybody does. Well, some now. of us had to lose thirty pounds before. That's we got... true. Yes, my <laughs> first cell phone, I had to lose twenty five pounds. <laughs> oh, I ate lean... really? Yes, I ate lean cuisine and um, apples. <laughs> <laughs> Such an arbitrary number, like twenty five pounds, and then you'll be good to go. Yeah, um, to that... communicate with the outside. Yeah, world. and that's what led to my healthy um, upbringing. <laughs> you know, so. So anyway, so if you and I wanted to marry ourselves, it would not be so. Like this is the part I don't get about your part. <laughs> I'm not. So it would I have not to go through it. You don't mm-hmm. have to go get like a justice of the peace. You can just do it. Right, because it, it means nothing. It's the same as saying I'm throwing a. So it's more of a thirtieth birthday. Mind. It's a state of mind. Exactly. So let me give you a little history okay, here. Please do. <laughs> now, ready. by history, I mean back to the 90s. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, the days. Um, so Linda Baker was the first to marry herself She's in 1993. <laughs> yes, she is the founder of self-marriage or polygamy, if you will. Do they um, have, like, a Facebook page? I'm sure they do. Um so it was her. It was her fortieth birthday. She had seven bridesmaids, seventy-five guests. She had actual people come. Yes. No oh. people come to these things. Oh, like it's a full-on. I'm wedding. just imagining like someone like crying over their their ice cream, <laughs> watching like Six Hundred Pound Life well, on that's TLC. My Tuesday night. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. So there is real hope. Out there, if for, that's what for... you call hope, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that's a that's a decent number of people. Seventy five guests, like that's a lot. And that's they knew same, that's the amount of people that that's the amount of people that came to my wedding. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, is that more or less than came to yours? <laughs> that, I think I think that's about the same. Oh my! God. I think that's about the same. I think we invited like a hundred, and then re, like a like I think twenty people couldn't come. And I mean, like, there's a full on cake, like. With so this the single... so the expense is real still so they have to yeah. like get a place exactly they have to have a catered so yeah. it's like having a very special birthday party exactly and that's kind of what I see it as and that's does the part... somebody walk you down the aisle their fathers do I mean in the cases I've read um yeah so her dad walked her down because I remember it saying and he gave her away to herself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, and she was quoted with saying, it's about doing things for yourself and not waiting around for someone else to make it happen. All right, I can, I can get that. I can see that. <sighs> it's just like, uh, why... Did it say how old she was? She was 40. It was her 40th birthday. Oh, so it was on so, her actual birthday. Or I don't know if it was after. It was somewhere around, around that time. I think she had, like, an epiphany. Um, I've read other articles of people just had gone through a bad breakup and they just needed, you know... To give up on that... <laughs> that, uh... That maybe, road. Maybe they were angry or like, fuck this, I'm, I'm never... Yeah, I mean, maybe they were angry about the breakup, about being single, and they just were just wanted to give up, kind of like you said. Um, and then it was mentioned in uh, Sex in the City, uh, Sarah oh, really? Jessica Parker says um, she's going to marry herself and puts a pair of expensive uh, shoes, don't ask me how to say this, but Malolos, <laughs> is that what they're called? <laughs> <laughs> question mark um, on, <laughs> on her wedding registry oh she had a wedding registry this is on the episode things. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean she she just kind of it's like she just jokingly puts them on she doesn't like actually do it yeah yeah um, and then uh, I, I found a uh, an article uh, from the Daily Wire which I didn't know what that was, and then when I looked it up, it's clearly a very conservative uh, website where it refers to polygamy as sad, bitter <laughs> feminists with a <laughs> with a millennial-like flair for narcissism are marrying themselves and sticking it to the patriarchy. Now, so does it have? It's not necessarily a woman that exactly, has to do this, and though. it's not feminist just because you're doing something without a guy. Like, what does that have to do with equality of the sexes? I don't know. Because everything that a woman does by herself is just a bitter feminist. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, I mean, I have to admit, when I do hear this, I do think of women. Yes. And the all the articles I've read were women. But... I know a few guys out there that Who would might... Do it? <laughs> I think we know a few guys out there <laughs> I think that, that certain ages, yeah, they would probably, or something like it. But I, I don't know. I, I do have to agree with the narcissism part of it. It's just like, it just feels a little self-serving to me. I mean, like, to me, like, marriage is, is about celebrating the love of two people. Mm. Um, like, well, <sighs> we have we have self-love. yeah. But, like, that's something you get by going to therapy. <laughs> I mean, that's where I some got of it. Us, some of us have that naturally. Uh, don't lie. <laughs> some of us are born with self-love. <laughs> or a little too much. <laughs> um, um, I can see both sides. I can see both sides. I honestly don't... I don't get the wanting to spend the money on something like this. Like, well, it's, I, I, think it's I don't want to spend a hundred bucks on my own damn yeah. birthday let alone something like this so i guess like i guess like the re the real reward in the end is the attention kind of yeah i think it's about the attention and like maybe it's a bit of a pity party i i don't know <laughs> like you have drooping flowers yeah, as you're know, walking like, up to the to end me, of the aisle. i mean you know neither of us are single so it's like 
But, like, even when I was single, like... You would have never gone this far. (sighs) Yeah, I definitely, like, had a lot of resentment of, like, going to weddings and being single and, like... Like, why is it only people that are getting engaged and having babies get parties at work? Like, that always, like, pissed me off. That's true. That's true. So that I understand. But it's like, okay, I would always put a lot more effort into my birthday and stuff like that, you know, to kind of make up for it. I see, like, you know, like, buying yourself something expensive. Treat yourself. Exactly. But to go through the effort of, like, legitimately organizing something to pay a caterer and stuff like that and, like, have your parents walk you down the aisle, that's a little extreme. Is there a stat on how many people are doing this? I'm assuming it's not as prevalent as LGBT marriages. No, I mean, it it just kind of said, all the articles I read were pretty vague. It was just saying it's on the rise. There wasn't really... Well, the thing is, it's not not legally binding. Oh, yeah? Now, if this did become legal, I think we would see some people... I'm curious to see what the point of making that legal would be, though. Like, yeah, there'd the be point? no like you already own what you own, right? On the dotted line. Yeah, like it's not like you get any tax benefits. Um, oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> I, get, <laughs> I get a tax benefit because I married myself last year. Yeah, and you know I have to say, and I know I'm always bringing this up, you know, in our daily conversations, but. You know, I, I, I read a book in college in my social psych class. Yeah. Hopefully some of y'all have read it too. It's it's called Generation Me and it's about... So this is the psych twist. Yes. Big twist moment. Well, I mean, I think this is kind of also a lot of common sense. Like, you know, our generation, I guess millennials, um, are kind of the generation of like... We get a trophy for everything, like yeah. not even you know we so get last. So if you've made it to forty, you haven't been married. Right, it's like missing. it's kind of this entitlement, and and so I feel like anyway, that's happened for a while though. Yeah, but I mean, but your but, life is over if you're not married by X. Yeah, stage. yeah, and and this isn't to undermine you know the the pressure that's put on women to get married. Like I mean, that's always been there, but yeah. um, I mean, you know there. With with our generation, like you know, we were in like you know, weren't we in a little or a little group sneakers group together? <laughs> and that, that was stands for something. Yeah, I don't even remember and it was one. something about self esteem. And so this researcher that wrote this book, Generation Me, she's a PhD, uh, Jean Twangy. I think I might be saying that wrong. Um, shout out to her. I, I emailed her. Oh, uh, did you really? And she did not respond. <laughs> <laughs> I was checking my email like a, like was a little this kid on recently? Christmas. It was about like a week ago. Oh, good for you. <laughs> and well, is she still yeah. with us? Yeah, yeah. No, I went to her website. Oh, okay. she, she she does talks and stuff. It's you know, but I'm not. I was trying to get some free information, so you know. But anyway, she she found that the self esteem movement, um, you know, that was kind of pushed on us has actually led to increased levels of narcissism in our. Oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, in our. That is so interesting. group. And, you know, our work ethic has kind of gone down. We're a little more entitled. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, and it's not like... It's interesting to think that self-esteem can lead to negative... Yeah, I know. You hear self-esteem. that's true. And then you hear about people that are bullies and stuff, and it's like, well, they just had low self-esteem. But it's actually the opposite. Bullies actually have high levels of self-esteem. Yeah. Um... And then it's also about, like, this whole individuality thing 
um, and how we're taught to be unique and be your own person and which I mean is is you know not to just conform but it's just like we all think that we're like this like special something. yeah extra special and we can do anything and like maybe not the most realistic and I to me this just kind of ties back into that with just like well I want to get married and I want the celebration and like you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna do it. You know. What if you like spend all your savings marrying yourself, and then Mister or Mrs. Wright comes right around the <laughs> that corner? That would happen. <laughs> well, I mean, and they interview the the biggest comment or the biggest question they ask these people is like, yeah. "Well, are you technically single?" Or like, "What do you tell people?" That's true. And all of them say like, "No." If they met the right person, like they would still be they open. Would break and... up with themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so it's, since it's not legally binding, that's, I want it to be legally binding. I want to see who's going to really go for this. Imagine the paperwork getting a divorce from yourself. (laughs) What is the reason? (laughs) I I can't fucking stand myself. We need to go through mediation. (laughs) This bitch is... She's getting the vote. I'm getting the dog. Yeah. So it's... fascinating. Well, I mean, I guess... To me, it just feels a little, like, superficial, too. It's like, I'm going to have this big ceremony, and now I love myself. Like, the articles were just... It was just, like, people were just, like... Okay, this is one what one person said. To marry myself was to say I accept myself. Mm. Myself. All of me. Even the parts that I don't look pretty... Or that I don't like. I wrote that wrong. Such <laughs> as jealousy or occasional depression. To say this out loud to occasional? friends... Yeah, that sounds funny. <laughs> to say this out loud to friends would feel different and more powerful than just journaling or saying it to a therapist. And this is Sasha Kagan, life coach and author of Quirky Alone, a manifesto for uncompromising romantics. And she went through this mm. experience. Well, that's definitely uncompromising. That's but for sure. my thing is, by not getting married, I think you're kind of showing that you're okay being single. Yeah. And to go you're and marry a yourself. Level of acceptance. Exactly. There. And you don't have to be like, hey, I'm not married. Like, you're just like, you're cool with it. Like, yeah. you're living your life. You've accepted but you the way you are. To go and have a big scene of, like, I'm marrying myself makes me think you're probably... Not okay with it. Right. Like, maybe you are got some insecurities or... Uh, I don't know. Like... Maybe they just wanted the fancy party. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind having a big-ass party. I mean, who... You know, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember you saying before you got married, uh, you know, if it doesn't happen, <laughs> I would have get married just for the party. <laughs> so uh, maybe these people are onto something. I don't know. But anyway. Um, I'd like to be the wedding planner. For your own wedding? No, for these people. <laughs> oh, they have a website. for uh, You can get a little kit. Imarriedme.com. They give you a little <laughs> ring. They give you, I don't know, like bouquet or something and... That's ridiculous. People are profiting off of this. That's how popular it is. That, so, that's silly. imarriedme.com if you'd like to have a self-marriage. <laughs> um, I feel like you should be you get that able person? to pick your own ring and bouquet. And well, stuff. you do. I guess there's different... Oh, there's a variety I don't of know. I didn't, I didn't go to the website. I'll have to, to look into that. I just... It was a little too depressing to, like, actually do it. Okay. So, yeah, that's, right. that's my... My little uh, topic. All right. Good job for your first one. That was Thank very you. good. I like that. Thank so you. now I guess we'll move on to mine. Okay. All right. I'm so, excited. What's so mine 
is all about the fascination of pimple popping. So, I, myself, have to say that I've kind of always thought that it was, like, some weird, like, sense of release yeah, to either pop a pimple or to see one popped. Right. And I've heard I of, like, like a pimple popper games and stuff on your phone and stuff. Like, I've never actually seen one, but I've heard they exist. I mean, I like pimping... Pimping. <laughs> <laughs> I bit my pimples. <laughs> I pimp my popples. No, I, I like popping my pimples. It's, you, you know, you get the, you get Something that about... flowing and, uh, <laughs> That's so gross, you know, yeah. it's just, be- it's just a work of art, really. <laughs> so, so what, what did you find? So, and now with the, the show, um, I believe the show is called Dr. Pimple, Pimple Oh yes, Popper. it's on TLC. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've watched the first two or three episodes. I think it might even be on its second season. Honestly, like, the commercials, like, I, I can't even watch well, see, the commercials. Well, see, like, I would consider myself to be very, um... It's, it's challenging to gross me out to the point where, like, I need to look away. Um... Yeah, I, I and agree. And this has gotten me there. This has gotten I, me there. I can tell. I uh, mean... But I, I'll, I've watched, and I will continue to watch, the, <laughs> the show... And she's really interesting, and she's really entertaining, and, like, I would love to be one of her patients. I would absolutely have her as my now, doctor. Now, what, what kind of doctor is she? So, she's a dermatologist. Okay. And she and started with the YouTube really, channel? Yes, I think so. And, and she, how did she get she consent just, from her patients to, like, film this? That's, well, I think it's probably, part, like, botched. Oh, and maybe they pay the, for it? Like, I don't know. The they probably pay for their travel expenses. But, I mean, if you're getting the expertise of this doctor who's, like, really good at this... Yeah. I would go. I would pay. I would not. Like, if you had a tumor on the side of your head and you wanted that to be taken off... I wouldn't want that on TV. Really? Oh. Well, I think at this point... Because you'd end up on this freaking podcast or, like... That's true. But, like... like, They'd see me at Starbucks. It's the girl with the I don't know if you've watched it, but, like, every person on there, like, you feel for... Oh like yeah, see, I haven't watched it. I like, just see the previews. I just I watch can't even imagine having TLC. like a little bump, like not a little bump, but like they've got like unicorn horns and stuff like coming off their face. Yeah, and like okay, are these all pimples? Because they don't look like. So a lot of them are cysts. Okay. From what I've seen, which actually I found out, cysts are kind of like you know how like our skin sheds. Mm-hmm. Cysts are basically like that, but on the inside. It's like your skin. Oh, it's like a buildup, right? Yeah, it's a buildup of like your skin, basically, underneath. So why so do some people that, get so cysts and other people I, don't? I did not go that far into the we'll research. We'll have to ask. <laughs> into the hoppers. research. But a lot of them are, are cysts and um, things like cysts. And, um, oh gosh, what are they? Something like poly... I don't know. But just, like, things like that. Like, there was one guy who had psoriasis. Um, so, a lot of... So, it's, like, a variety of... There was one person... Like different skin. Who had, like, basically, like, a like a fluid-filled sack underneath of his skin. And it was... Um, it came from his, like, uh, uh... Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. D- I'm not... Describe I, it. I, I feel like I should have... <laughs> It's just, like, fluid that your body would normally be producing, and then it, like, was leaking out of where it should be, and it was filling up Uh. this space underneath of his skin, and it was creating, like, kind of like a hunchback. But anyway, so 
I totally feel for these people. Like, I oh, would yeah. absolutely have Dr. Sandra Lee as my dermatologist. But for somehow, she, she specializes in this type of extraction and, um, I, wonder, I guess, like, when medical she... problem solving. And her husband's a dermatologist. And yeah. they work together. But, like, I wonder if, she, like, when she was a little girl, was she like, I just want to, like, pop, like... I can say she doesn't sits. seem disgusted by any of this. Well, you can't be if you're. <laughs> I, guess. I mean, can you imagine if your doctor like looked at you and was like, "Oh my god," <laughs> <laughs> you would cry. I think that's another reason why she's so successful is she's extremely gorgeous. Yeah, I've she's, seen her. She's, she's beautiful. Yeah, and also she, the way she talks to her patients, like you can tell she really cares. Yeah, and like she has a very soothing voice. Her bedside manner is really good. Like I would, I would love to have her as my doctor. Yeah, like, I've you gone don't see to derm- that anymore. I've with gone doctors. to dermatologists before and like left and like cried in the parking Aww. lot because like I felt like I was like you really didn't care about me at all, yeah. did you? Like I called my mom. That's I'm the like, worst Whoa. feeling when you feel Whoa. like you're just like almost like an experiment or something. Yeah, you're just like you it's know, like that part of their yeah. Like know, like when is paycheck. this over? Like you know kind of yeah. Thing like or like they spend con. like five minutes with you. And yeah. Yeah. So I myself have this fascination, and then with the show, and then, um, so, you know, she started with her, I believe she started with her YouTube, YouTube channel, and yeah. now she's, I believe, on the second season. Yeah, that sounds right. And of uh, Pimple Popper, Dr. Pimple Popper. And I've had this fascination, so I was like, well, let's, like, get, delve into this just a tad to see why this is a thing. Like, why do people give a crap yeah, why about do we like this? popping pimples and cysts and stuff? Why and does it feel so good? Hairs and things. Oh my god, don't get me started. I love being ingrown hairs. <laughs> That's so weird. So I Googled it and I found some interviews with her, with Dr. Sandley, but I think she's probably the most popular um, icon of the pimple popping at this moment. But so I found like on this website with lots of articles like called Medical Daily. And it was just dissecting, like, the different various reasons why they think and why other doctors think um, it's a thing. So, like, this, it's like the science of disgust, Yeah, basically. like the whole you can't look away. Yeah, and that kind of... So, at first, I kind of thought of, um, like... Um, Oh gosh, Inside Out, like that movie Inside Out, where it was like the little feelings inside. Oh the yeah, kid's brain. yeah. And disgust says, like in that movie, that she's there to to um, or he, or no, this disgust is the green one. Disgust is there to like protect the the kid, and same with fear. Oh, so they like, don't fear like, and disgust eat shit off yeah, the ground. Yeah, it's fear, like evolution. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, like fear and disgust are there to like Which help is true. protect you. And so I guess like the grossness is the thing. That makes popping so irresistible to some. And this this author of this book called Yuck, The Nature of Moral Significance of Disgust oh my God. by Daniel Kelly. That's he explained that repulsion is a trait that humans evolve to keep themselves safe from the dangers of contagious disease or, or infection. So it's basically, it's like very much in the same like thought process as inside out but from that theory we shouldn't enjoy watching i know it. i know so this is just talking about disgust in general so okay. they say like disgust is a psychological component to this arsenal of protective weaponry that's what kelly said and so instead of waiting until something gets into your system like a disease or infection yeah. that we have to fight off or push out disgust helps us to stay away from objects and people that are likely to get us sick okay um 
Like so, like how if something's like not cooked well, we yeah grossed we, out. It's yeah, like so it's got it's, a bad so, taste or it smells bad. Yeah, so it's a very it's human nature. It sounds like it's a trait that just is there, like you said, evolutionary. Yeah, evolutionary. Uh, evolutionary to <laughs> to like protect us. Evolutionary. Um. So now, like. So disgust means that as a society, we've we've found a way to shield ourselves from common sources of disgust. Um, so, for example, like hospitals and like sewage and garbage and things like that. So it says that he that well Kelly thinks it's the desensitization. Desensitization. Yes. <laughs> Which has allowed the rare disgusting footage or experience to truly capture our attention. So like the pimple popping is like, you know, I'm I'm assuming this this synopsis means so like generally it's our nature to be to to have disgust kind of away from our view and to protect ourselves and shield ourselves from that to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. But now like we're becoming more desensitized by it. So now we're becoming more intrigued by it. So this could be dangerous in the, I don't know, in an evolutionary standpoint. But that—that's how I read this. I mean, that could this—I could be wrong, but that's kind of how I saw, like the idea. Um, so according to Kelly, it's this desensitization, which has allowed the rare, disgusting footage or experience to truly capture our attention. So there was something to, that was they were saying. So there's like two or three reasons why people might be drawn to something like like pimple popping or like this tv show rather than to be shielding yourself to be disgusted and just not want to watch it like how you don't want to watch it right they were saying like another reason for the obsession um has more to do with like the thrill rather than disgust so adrenaline so desensitization has nothing to do with it it's basically so according to these fans of these pimple popping videos, some of them say that the the the, the video gives them a, a rush or a, a thrill, but you're still you're in no danger. And I can totally agree with that. Like it's like this weird sense of like, ooh, my God, look at that thing like that just came out? out of that person. But you, but it's almost like things found in bodies in the ER. Like isn't there like some sort of weird TV show? Oh, like some there's there was about like medical instruments like, <laughs> like found in strangest left. things found in the human body or something like that. I, I don't mean know. anything on like investigate um, or I'm sorry, uh, what stories the, of the ER yeah, or whatever. Or like, um, um, it, maybe it is Investigate Discovery, but the one... It used to be Discovery Health, and then they changed it. And, like, it was the weirdest freaking shit. It was, <coughs> like, you know, just stuff that they went to the ER for and just crazy things that they found or diagnoses. Yeah. Um, so it's like... But you're in the safety of your own home when you're watching this, so you can still experience right. it, but be totally fine. With and, this. like, with YouTube now, it's yeah. like, we are ex- exposed to everything. Like, I was watching that show, speaking of TLC, I'm Jazz, last night, about the, the transgender girl, and she went underwent the surgery. Yes. And I was like, I wonder how they do that. So all I had to do was go on YouTube and... and you, I found an animated like explanation. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I didn't end up watching it because I got sidetracked. But I was like, <laughs> and even the animation was a little hard to watch because I'm like, oh god, that's like hard. you think it, like you feel like almost instinctually you feel the pain. Yeah, and you're just like, 
Oh, you're ripping things apart and you're rearranging yeah. them. Well, and anything surgical, I think, yeah, can be challenging. But now you can watch, watch the surgical stuff. It depends. Like when there's tugging, <laughs> when there's tugging involved, like they're pulling at the skin or like ripping at the. Yeah, I I do like wince. For me, the thing with the pimple popper, the one thing that like really. Oh, Oh, got me like grossed out with something green came out of a person and I had to turn away. I'm surprised it's not green more often. Uh, I, from what I've seen, it doesn't seem to be what? green. It seems to be mainly like white and like yellowish. So that's okay, but the, the green, green is too much. And also that's where there you was like the line. there was like a cottage cheese. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see when you can oh when you oh, when it like when you compare to food. Like, oh. I know. But see, she always describes what it looks like. Every single time something comes out, she says it out loud. This looks like you have a... And then she's like, I'm going to go on my lunch break and, like, <laughs> you know, have some, well, like, I don't know about that fruit. That's weird. I wonder... Well, she's really desensitized, but... Oh, I'm assuming that it comes well, very my, habitual. I mean, my thing is, like, I I like popping my own pimples, but I don't you know... You don't want to see somebody else. Yeah. Although... The more you talk about it, now I have this weird thing where I'm like, maybe I want to watch it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you would be really grossed out and wouldn't want to. I, I feel like you wouldn't want to watch it. It just depends. I, I have don't a know. feeling that you wouldn't really? want to. What, but are, I don't know. Are you trying to say that I'm weak? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, but it doesn't gross me out to see my own get popped. Like, something about getting all the but pus out. Like, it's, it's gratifying. It's very relaxing. Yeah. Well... Just wait. Oh, oh, there's more. There's more. So, <laughs> so the best like example I saw, I saw on this article by the Medical Daily, it said, like for example, like if you think about how popular like the torture movies like Saw, yeah, and like Hostel and stuff were, and I've seen them all. Like you know, <laughs> you and I've seen them all. E- even something as as uh, something that became quite common, like those types of gory movies. And like we still went and paid, we paid money to go see yeah. that. You know, and we at just one point, see it. I remember we enjoyed it. Yeah, with Saw, I remember thinking, I think I have to leave the theater. But it's like, <laughs> no, it was that one. I think it was the first one where she had the the thing on her head, and then the the bear trap or something, and yes. then she had to like cut cut out of a guy. Yeah, cut that's the key the out of the that guy that was still and alive. Comes back in the yeah, one. and like I think it was more the psychological aspect of like. Do I kill this guy and like save myself and dig well, through yeah, the contestants? Because you, but you're watching it because you're safe at home and you're yeah. putting yourself in that person's perspective and you're saying like, would I do this? Yeah, and then it's like too much. I'm like, I th- I, I really don't want to do this. But then like you can't turn away at that point. Yeah, you're already in it. Yeah. Well, so as I kept reading, I found out more information about it, and the thing that I found to be the strangest. This is the really. <laughs> Thing that I don't get. Like, this is taking my thought process. Oh, wow, I like to pop my pimples to, like, a whole other thing. They said that for some people, not only can it be soothing rather than gross, but they they believe that... Um, this, I, I don't know if this is a quote directly from Dr. Lee, which is the pimple popper, um, the person, the doctor on that show. I don't know if it's from her, but it was a quote from this article. And it says that, like, sometimes the fans watch these videos to help them fall asleep at night. 
What? Whoa. That's too much for me. <laughs> that's that's disgusting. Like it's I can like see, like relaxing. I can see it being relaxing, but relaxing to the point where it helps you sleep. Well, is that along with that? Like, have you heard of the ASMR or was it oh, ASMR? That's oh. later in the article. Oh, oh, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I was like, you know, weird things that people find calming. So, so she said, okay. <laughs> so it is said that the combination of watching Dr. Lee's soothing voice along with the satisfaction of re- re- relieving pressure creates a physical sensation of pleasure in some viewers. So Dr. Lee explained that many of her watchers report an autonomous sensory meridian response. ASMR. That is so crazy that you just oh, said that right before I was about to... I never knew what I that stood to, for. Well, well, right before I was ready to I always to thought read it was it. some sort of weird sexual thing, but then I realized it was sexual. <laughs> no. So this is the psych part, basically. So, like, the ASMR is a pleasurable tingling oh. sensation experience thank you that was very pleasurable <laughs> that, that was my tingling first sensation all of, all of the podcast <laughs> pretty good i made it pretty far uh, anyway. so it's a tingling sensation experienced by some in response to certain sights sounds and smells hmm um so like for example soft whispering right or the sound of of light like a light tapping or brushing hair hmm. um and that was like reported from the washington post um, so I, I, so I had actually never heard of that before reading this and I was like, I think that that's probably right. I think that that has a lot to do with why people find it soothing. Now, soothing and then sleep aid yeah. are two very separate things in my opinion. Like, I, I think that that's just like, whoa. I would that's, think that's, like that's, sounds make more sense, but you'd have to like stay awake to watch But then they it. were saying like the release of the pressure. And I was like, that's my, that's my thing. I think. Yeah. Is the release of the pressure of, of whatever pimple or it. whatever. And yeah. watching it like collapse. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, that's definitely something to think about. Um, and like on this article, when, when this article was written, it said that she, like Dr. Sandra Lee had nearly 144,000 followers on her YouTube page. Yeah. I mean, so she like got she has, show she has fans, it. she has fans for a reason. And I mean, maybe the ASMR is a big part of it, but then that, there was something else at the bottom. It, it's called dermatillomania, which is <laughs> oh, basically, it's the condition of like um wanting to skin fuck your pick- dermatologist <laughs> skin picking that's what i do like picking your skin that's what i do that's you pick your toes no i also pick the dead skin on my feet <laughs> <laughs> i feel it's, like it's moved on <laughs> i feel like that perhaps might have a different term skin picking like derma sounds like skin so like, there's got to be some sort of toe picking thing. There has to be. There <laughs> no, has to I, I be a term the, for that. The dead skin off. That'll the be your next feet. thing you don't get. Yes, I will. So well, I do. Get so basically, that. it's a disorder where people pick their skin obsessively, and this mental condition, um, though people like will repeatedly pick at their own skin to the point of even causing damage. Yeah. And it's obsessive, and it's like kind of like a OCD, Anxious. like a yeah. compulsive disorder. So then I thought, like you know, there are ideas out there that maybe like people who watch things like this watch things like this, and it soothes them because they have a condition like this. But I wonder if like you could use videos like this as like a way of like kind of like a therapy Hmm. like instead of like you doing it you're seeing somebody else do it 
But then I thought, well, maybe that that's too. It? That's that's exactly. Yeah. You read. You're basically I, I'm reading ahead of off you. of my notes at this point. I know. So like, is that too triggering, or would that be therapeutic? Or would that? Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like if you just saw someone else doing it, I don't know. I guess. So that was basically. Do we know anyone who like? I mean, has I could get my skin. We'll try watching a video and see. I don't think it would help me. Why? I don't think it would take away the urge, the exactly. underlying yeah. urge. Do you think it would trigger you, or it would just like would? I don't think do. it would trigger me. I don't think it would do anything. I think yeah. it would just still be there, so underlying. But you know, I don't know. <laughs> Give me a zero to ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, you know, I've, I need I've a never zero to ten. I, you know, I mean, I think uh, I've never heard that as like a treatment for that, but. I, I don't no know. Idea. I could always ask the psychiatrist for uh, their opinions. <gasps> <I don't know. laughs> Excuse me, but so that I'm was sorry. basically. Am, am I boring you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was basically the thing that I didn't get this. This. But this now thing. you get it. Now it all makes. sense. I do get it a little bit more, but I I don't think I'm gonna get the. The falling asleep thing. Eh, I mean, well, think about it. Like, if you if you have a lot of it. <laughs> You know what? That's that's. Uh, I'm sorry that you're jealous. That I, I disagree with you. Well, okay. I think if you have a lot of anxiety and that's keeping you awake, then you just need to calm yourself. So maybe that's yeah. the idea. I mean, different strokes for different. Because I think a lot of the in- I know. insomnia is is really related to anxiety. Yeah. A lot of people with ins- um, bleh, insomnia, you know, they they're stuck with their thoughts like racing through their head. I mean, that's just been my experience. Like, you know. With people I've worked with, and yeah, that I know personally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess this is the end of our first ever podcast. Oh my god, so, we did it! So mm-hmm. hit us up in two weeks and get another episode out there, and we'll have two more things that yeah, we that don't we, get that we don't get that um, are weird and don't make any sense, and we'll make sense of it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yes, thank you. If you listen to this whole thing, you get a gold star. Yeah, thank you to our one fan. (laughs) Our one fan. My mom. No. (laughs) 